0: Today's edition of the podcast is brought to you by Coach Me Plus. Coach Me Plus is the leader in athlete management software and a product that I've been lucky enough to be using for a little over a year now. Only rivaled by the impeccable customer service that Kevin and his staff provides, Coach Me Plus's ability to constantly be amoeba-like in their ability to mold and, and matriculate what you're trying to get across and bring together is is absolutely fantastic. Their constant pursuit of better ways and better methods and and innovations and progress to their own product is absolutely fantastic. Go over to coachmeplus.com. Check out what they got, guys. It's uh, it's something that I guarantee you won't be disappointed with. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, again, guys, we're going to go back to the 2015 seminar introduction series which really was the liftoff point for the podcast. And we're going to bring back Cal Dietz's introductory talk uh, leading into the 2015 seminar. Cal is going to get into a ton of information about monitoring, talking about Omega Wave and Catapult and everything that they're doing with that and all the information that they had found up to that point. Uh, He's going to discuss how it impacts performance. He's going to give specific load numbers that he saw that impacted performance. He's going to talk about different stressors that impacted performance. It's really fascinating stuff, guys. Cal, uh, as always, as candid as ever. Um, I really hope you guys enjoy the talk. This was this was one of them that catapulted us into uh, the podcast. So if you guys do enjoy it, please share it through the social media outlet of your choice. Um, I do. I really hope you guys enjoy this talk as much as I did. This is an absolutely killer talk. Thank you, Cal. Let's get right to it.
1: Thanks for having me here, first and foremost. And I can't wait to come down in July to your clinic and uh, the lineup's pretty amazing I'm just fortunate to be involved and get a set in the corner and hear what's going on but um, some of the things we're doing now we've been fortunate to use the catapult all year and we have a pretty large comprehensive study I would say it's uh, I think I'm the only person that has year-long game data on ice hockey in the world Um, I think well Catapult, Catapult told me that, so um, I think the world of ice hockey is going to open up with uh, a number of these devices, and I think they'll have an interface set for hockey within the next year. Because you know the hard part about getting all these data points is that you got to you got to filter them now. So I know they they have a a tool for that for the running but then i think it'll be also interface for hockey too so um but you know things we're finding out and it's hard to get coaches to buy into these things jay just because uh, you know i told them we don't know what we don't know yet because we get all this data and now i'll bring up some key points that that they have some um they have little insight on what this could possibly bring and i tried to explain it to them and i don't know if i did a great job but they, they let us use it anyway and With that being said, you know, uh, you have to try to not make any promises, try not to rush into anything and and tell these coaches because as you know, coaching is um, what have you done for me today and I need the information yesterday. So uh, with that being said, I guess, you know, one of the first things we're able to do was possibly, you know, do some predictive analytics on, let's say, a groin injury where I'll give you the example. We had an athlete take a puck early Friday night in the left foot so then – you know the pain of that obviously you know i don't know if people who are relative to hockey the foot swells it's 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 brutal it's it's ugly i mean i mean it breaks bones sometimes so i mean a lot of people don't understand that and what transpired over the next two days or the next day because it's about a 24 hour window you play two games 27 um, friday saturday night back to back what transpired was that high velocity skating strides. This athlete took on the left foot only 200 over two games, and then he took 600 on his right side. So you can in hockey you can compensate and push with your right leg sooner and more often. You know you may stride on your left a little bit and not push as hard, and then push again with your your uh, your uh, right side. So. What transpired? It obviously had Sunday off, and then and then Monday. Our our, the way our schedules work is more of a flush out day to get them back so that they can have a hard practice on Tuesday, and then he has a groin issue that appears on the right side on Tuesday. So then I, um, being the genius I did, you know I am. I I didn't check the data until Wednesday to see this, but um, a day late, obviously a dollar short as always, but. You know, and then I went to the coach, and the coach goes, Well, what do we do? I mean, I can't pull him out of the game. He's a first round draft pick. I said, Well, correct, but what we can do is we can do soft tissue work on the right side, make sure that he's healthy. Um, I don't know, not even sure we would need to restrict him from practice if we did enough tissue work and maybe we found what, what, what um, tissues had more tone in him, whatever it may be, you know, sympathetic, and then work that out. And then I think they might be fine, but ultimately, you're aware of that's a possibility. And do more recovery methods for that particular athlete. Well, this particular one, you know, had a strain on Tuesday, and then it turned around and he played the next week. But you're ultimately, I think, that's that's one tool that we can use to make sure that with the future you can keep a healthy athlete um, more optimal. These are all just, I think, they're all just screening tools. Uh, I, I'm not so sure that an analytics person can give you the the complete picture they can maybe identify some things but if they don't have the coaching background it's that painting of the picture here that that needs to be portrayed for most of these uh, most of these things along those guidelines in regards to, to all the technology that's coming out um, the next thing that we did Jay was I actually found a variable on the training loads where you're able to predict if we won 82 percent of the time or 42 percent of the time. If we stayed below the variable of the loading parameters during the course of the week, including games, we won. Uh, if we were able to stay below that variable number that we hit, and I, I'm not going to name the number just because there's there's all these other variables. So you have to do it per team, per week. But anyway, it, actually, it was I don't know if it matters. It was 900. So if we were below 900, we also then would win 82% of the time and if we were above 900, we would win only 41% of the time or 42. So I mean that's that, that was the first major tool that our coaches were like, whoa, 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 are you kidding me? I'm like, nope. And this took a half a year to figure out, okay, or oh, actually even more than that. So then you go to them with this statistic and theoretically, I mean they should listen to you and, and trust in what you're saying. Because and you're just trying to improve the odds, right? That's all you're doing. Now, Jay, I didn't even look at back to back nine hundred plus weeks. I didn't look at, you know, all these variables and then you could also say, Well, we're gonna take and maybe we go you know, if we have a week or two under nine hundred, we can go above nine hundred and still be good. You know, if you have two easier, let's say just a little bit easier weeks, so you know, um, and we won't. You know, I don't know if we can even get into. We we can get into it today, but just a brief overview. But Jay, if you look at just exam weeks and uh, all the stress, because. With this study that we're doing, this longitudinal, I, I tested Omega Wave, so we're going to combine that. We did uh, all these different tests during the course of a week with these guys, and we're going to put all this together and find out what happens, but the stress in their lives outside of it, as, as you and I know, it has to be accounted for. So exam week, you may take that 900 marker and drop it to, to 800, okay? You just have to be aware. It doesn't mean you can't go hard and fast, it's just you have to be aware that Total amount of stress and what these kids are dealing with is is a crazy, crazy amount um, in their personal lives, honestly, in the things that they deal with. So that load marker can't always be the same. I mean, if you're at a school that the academics may not be as hard as, let's say, uh, a school that has very strict, you know, high-end academics, that training load might be down a little bit because the kids can't handle it as much. So, I mean, these are all, that's, again, that's painting the picture. There's so many variables that you have to literally figure out within your your, your own university.
0: Right. Now, just so people understand, is that 900 mean, median, mode, average, total,
1: Nine hundred for the week, so whatever we were measuring with catapult on their back, and that was practice time when the practice started all the way through the week. so I think the honestly the games in our the way we measured and everything and, and filtered it it was like two forty was it? most most games were about two forty for each player that was the you know in in uh defensemen were on the ice longer but not as intense as the forwards. But the training load kind of maxed out. Yeah, so you had two days of 240 on the weekend. Then you only had 420 to play with during the course of, let's say, Monday through Wednesday. So, and uh, in that regard, you're just sitting here going, okay, you know what? Some weeks they could probably handle it, but other weeks, you know, in regards to school, I mean, if you look back at some of the exam weeks and the week before exams here – I mean, we had, if you look at our sports schedule, we had some, some crazy amount of uh, upsets, and they weren't in our favor, obviously, uh, during exam week and in the week before. And, I mean, those are openly online. You can just look at those scheduling and, and see that. So, I mean, I think that's something we have to account for, to be honest well, with you. Well, it's
0: funny that you bring that up, too, because Brian Mann, uh, Dr. Mann, just talked about that with us a little bit ago, and I know that he's presented on it now at least once, where his next study that's getting published they looked at longitudinally um, everything when it comes to kids getting hurt, and they found that I'm sure I'm going to mess these numbers up, and I'm sorry, Doc, uh, for doing that. But it, it's something like it's three to five times as much during academic stress weeks, uh, which is greater than um, camp, like preseason two days. Uh, you know, imagine that. And then, and then the other one that he said was was a huge. Uh, injury possible risk would be changing of your position, meaning going from the too deep to the starting lineup. Uh, they find people get banged up, uh, you know, because of that again, stress, you know, you're, you're tweaking out cause it's your time to go, you know, and it's, uh, it's crazy, man, how big of a factor life actually is.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if I, I told you the story with my son, in regards to these omega wave testing. Did I ever cover that with you? No. No. So obviously as you know I I I have the Omega Wave and I was testing in and it's mine, it's not the schools. So that's why I took it home. And I'm I'm testing it with my son. And, and the one day he he did a uh, he worked out in the morning with at a local gym. He's nine. And he did kid stuff with the guy that I helped. Um, put some kid stuff together and he had, they had a group of kids. So, and I thought it was, it was really good stuff. I mean, it was, it was more fun. It was, I mean, it was fun for the kids. So, you know, that was my whole you know, objective to make sure that it was fun. And then he went to his mom's hockey ice hockey camp that she holds, skated with his age group, and then stayed when he wasn't supposed to and skated with the older age group. And then he turned around and went to his buddy's house for three hours and swam that day. So Lily, if you look at that, I mean he had he had six to seven hours of workouts, honestly. Um, probably too much and I, I owe wave demon Look, I mean, he fell asleep during a two-minute test, right? That's how tired he was. And all systems said it was shot. Like, there was no chance he could come back. Yeah. Like, well, then you turn around, you go, okay. So I got these readings. I said, my, I told my wife, I'm like, you're going to have to keep him home tomorrow. I said, e- there, if this was an athlete of mine, it would take five to eight days to recover. Like, I've, I've never seen somebody this bad. Well, lo and behold, as you know, I'm, I plan on testing him every 12 hours until he's better, just to see what's going on. Wakes up in the morning, testing, he's ready to go. And it it just baffled my mind, and I'm going, how is this possible? So then I call, uh, uh, chatter with my friend Hank. Uh, Obviously, you know our friend Hank. And uh, he goes, Cal, you have to realize that these young kids have no other stress in their life. He's like, on your college campus, when people drive by on the bus, you see the. the 30, 25 year olds—they look like they're all going to to the morgue or or to a funeral. And I said, "Yeah." He says, "They have all this stress." Look at the bus busload of nine year olds, and you think about—they're all jumping around, they're having fun. Well, well, and kids are obviously very aerobic based. In the omega wave is an aerobic based measurement, but all systems are based upon the aerobic, uh, you know, the aerobic concept and oxygen, but. But the kid's ability to recover is because there's no other stressors in their life. You know, and and, um, one of the things maybe I'll bring up was the 120% eccentrics that I do a lot of, the super Maximal, um, I've found that at the end of the two weeks, I mean, my kids are pretty beat up. Well, I'll give you a story here. I had one of my athletes, at the end of that two weeks, he took a nice trip to Vegas and had a pretty good weekend when he was in a very stressed mode. Okay, so he comes back the next week. We omega waving just to see where he's at, and he's shot. So I'm like, "Well, we're going to keep him omega waving." It literally took seven days to recover from the two weeks of training and the very specific, or the you know the weekend, let's say, bender in, in Las Vegas. Well, we had the same thing happen with another pro, but instead of going the two weeks. He did a re-download week the following week and then took that weekend after the download week so he was in a better state when he went to Vegas. They, had, I checked, and they, they had comparable weekends, you know, having a good time, whatever, typical, and fly back on the plane. But it only took that guy a day and a half, maybe two to recover, but he, he had pretty good signs. So it really comes back to when you're stressing yourself about the state that which you start to stress in. So it's the levels at which you're stressed at when you start the process can be completely different on the back end of the stress or the output of the stress of where you're at so i mean we have to understand and i just use that simple example but the kids aren't very stressed when they go into those workout situations and they're not stressed when they leave because they don't have bills to pay and girlfriends to deal with you know what i'm saying so i mean it's a long roundabout story to summarize what you said about all the other variables in their life that you have to account for
0: yeah i mean and that kind of brings it all sort of full circle there because you can talk about now we can look at what actually we're finding is our let's just call it performance threshold. It's an awful term. I'm sure somebody's going to run with it. Great, uh, I get a nickel every time. Um, you know where? I'm it down.
1: Hold on. <laughs> threshold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, got it. Threshold. How do you spell that? So
0: <laughs> every time you cross this point, we see a decrease in our chance of winning. And now we look at, okay, so we know we need to keep them here. Well, what else is going on in their lives that might need to be accounted for that could fluctuate that one way or another? Like, do we need to look at it and say, well, midterm week, the week before that, we probably want to make sure we're not killing them. The week of midterm week, we probably want to make sure we're not killing them. Mm -hmm. And then we probably want to make sure, again, probably the first half of that week after, you know, we're still not, you know, trying to set fire to this place because these kids aren't going to come back from that for another eight, ten days. So are we going to cut our nose to spite our face and push them for game A that may have us losing B through D instead of sort of keeping ourselves in ranges of recoverability?
1: Yeah. You know, and I, I try to sometimes look at this from the coaching perspective. They say, well, if we don't work hard, we're not going to, you know, less chance of winning. Well, you better really – like rein in all the qualities that you want and all the things that are going to help you win and do do very high quality but less but less amount of them because that you only have so much of this amount and you know it coach if if we're going to lose games because um we didn't practice as hard one week we're so we're actually on the the i mean we're it's hard to say this but we probably weren't in good enough shape anyway if you're going to lose all these qualities in one week cuz it's it's really not possible. So, um I know coaching is a, a business where you're often scared and that's often when you perform your best, but you have to trust some, you know, um All the, all the variables and, and the people that are around you just saying, Hey, and why, why wouldn't you call the academic personnel and say, Hey, who's got tough exams during this period? Who is going to be really stressed? That's where the academic people could come in and say, Well, I know this guy's going to be stressed. He's, you know, he's got bad grades in this class. So, you know, and, 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 you know, you and I both know he may be, should be stressed, but he may not be stressed because he doesn't care. So, yeah. <laughs> right? so that's always another variable right. too
0: and so, he doesn't care until all of a sudden somebody's like you need to be now or you will be somewhere else later
1: yeah, exactly yeah. and you know and, and, and i've seen that before i mean you've seen that i've had uh, i've had national uh, an athlete on national news one of my professional ones and it wasn't good news i mean it was it was on the tvs and uh, the stress levels on the Omega Wave was nothing was registered. And I'm thinking this thing's broke, like this guy, it should be off the charts. Nothing. And I said, Hey, uh, yeah, what do you think about your deal? He's like, I don't care. He's and he didn't, he truly <laughs> didn't. And I'm like, Okay, so then, but the next week he gets in a he gets in a, a Heated phone conversation with his ex-wife, and it's the highest levels of stress the meg waves ever recorded for me. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> so so you're telling me an ex a conversation with your ex-wife can be worse than national news But it's it's again, it's your interpretation of the stress. Yeah, you know it's crazy. So what well, might be s- stressful for some might not be for others, and it's the same exact thing. You know, yeah. so um, I uh, you know that. Um, one of the other things so so like with the catapult, Jay, I think it's a good tool. Once you start to filter out things, then you can then it can lead you in different directions. For example, I had a athlete who, who was literally uh he's a first rounder in the NHL draft, but his skating was is, is great and, and uh we saw a two week period, again actually it was the week before exams and exam week and uh where his skating efficiency had decreased to extremely high levels. I mean like 20 to 25 percent, I didn't think it was possible but then you go back and you ask him in the middle of that and reflect upon it and you could see he was stressed, Omega Rave readings were very, very poor and and I literally have to adjust everything for that particular kid because he can't do a regular workout, there's no way, it's complete restoration recovery because you're saying, you know, and again you know, don't hold me on validity as a catapult in regards to when I say 20% decrease. That's just how we filtered it. But there's a huge difference there. And whether it's a, you know, a standard deviation, I don't know yet. But but ultimately, I'm just telling you there was a problem. You could see it with the kid. The Omega wave was telling me the same thing. His other tests were telling me the same thing that we were performing. So it's a complete download for two weeks because of this to make sure he got back. And then you know, working on recovery methods. So then the week after the exams were over, checked him. He's he's good, and we were, we were good to move ahead that's not always the case as you mentioned before it might take them a while but but again i, I think a, a device like a catapult can be an ultimate screening device which then triggers alarms to go to the omega wave or or any other tools that you have to say yeah we have a problem now we got to get to the bottom of it and then ultimately i don't think you can you can disregard the human part of it of of me digging in and asking questions and seeing their body language their 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 responses and the fact that they they trust me and hopefully that that's ultimately where where we are gonna um find out what's truly wrong
0: yeah no i mean cal that's awesome stuff and i think that that's probably a pretty sweet spot to stop at too because there's a lot of stuff for people to wrap their heads around what you just spit out there to them so (laughs) i uh i really appreciate the time brother it's always great catching up and uh we will be in touch soon my friend
1: And I will see you in July, Jay, at, at the very least. Okay? Yeah, hopefully sooner. You know. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. All, All right, right, buddy.
0: Awesome stuff. Had to bring it back from the 2015 seminar, guys. This will have another bundle deal, just like the ones with Landon and Jimmy did last week. Absolutely killer stuff, as always from Caldeets. And you know, monitoring is such a sexy thing right now that I think that it's something that uh, we we really need to talk more openly about what people are doing, what they're finding, what they're seeing and how they're taking care of the student-athletes that they're working with. And as always, guys, if you enjoyed the talk, please share it through the social media outlet of your choice. Uh, We're just trying to get great information out to all the coaches out there, and it's really important to us to make sure that we're putting out the best information. So please, any questions, thoughts, whatever it may be, post it below. And if you did enjoy it, share it away. We greatly appreciate everything you guys do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We will be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.